Welcome to What's Happening. What's happening, Mac? What's happening, Brian? Man, not a lot. Doing it good. has not been a month of Sundays, but it's been too long. It has it has been a little too long for my liking. Too, way too long for mine. This is the uh, the Graveyard Shift edition of oh, the What's Happening man. podcast. It is late. I got things to do. I kind of I kind of <laughs> like this. It reminds me of being a young child sneaking into watching Cinemax after dark. <laughs> I've got to go to Terre Haute, Indiana, and like. Eight hours. That's it. Now that is, that's where Indiana State is, right? Yes. Larry Bird was we're, from we're French Lick, so the, he went to They've got like a shrine, so like we're actually playing at Indiana State a couple of games. So, is Larry Bird white basketball Jesus? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, like I can't think. Of, I mean, you can't count Dirk because Dirk's not Larry for one, and two, he's not from here. Right. Probably, you know, I, I'm going to say this: he wasn't the winner. Larry was, but his numbers are comparable. Who, Dirt? Yeah. Dirt. Oh, yeah, yeah 100%. He, he wasn't the passer. Nobody. No. He wasn't the passer. But I mean, who is? Yeah. You know? Oh, man. The, Very few. Oh, man. I, I want to take pictures of that because I want you to see. Like, I know you're a Larry Bird fan. I'm not, I am too. Uh, but, like, apparently they've got, like, a cool thing in the, you know, the gym. And they, why wouldn't they, you know? But we're, we're definitely going to check that out. That's so, cool. Yeah. That's really cool. We're actually going to try to also go to Lucas Oil Stadium and get a tour of uh, – the, uh, Parks Fraser from Corinth. Yeah. I've yeah. got Corinth kids on my team. Uh, Coach Scarborough's son, Hayden, plays for me, and Coach Scarborough taught and coached Parks, and he's a QB coach for the Colts now, so hopefully we can make that work out. And It's not who you know, it's who knows you. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else has been going on with you? You've been busy. I know you've been baseball, you've been winning? Yeah, man, we uh, had a really good weekend last weekend. Uh, played Batesville and Amory twice on Saturday and Sunday each. Uh, played four games. We're absolutely dominant. Uh Proud of our kids. Uh, Ramsey Ivy had a good article in the paper. I uh, saw that. Man, you know, I like him, multi-sport athlete, but I like him because he can straight up just give him dunk a basketball. Dude, I, I t- you know and that's mean? what, when Dalton was interviewing me, because I was just like, he was like, hey, man, can I talk to Ram? I was like, of course you can. I don't even know if Ramsey had ever been interviewed, which was not really just considering the career he had as a multi-sport athlete Absolutely. in Northeast Mississippi. But I guess that was Dalton's thinking was – you know, I need to feature this kid. This kid's been a really good athlete in this area for a long time. Um, but, no, I mean, man, he uh, he did a really good job with that. And it was really cool to highlight a kid from, you know, a small town that, yeah. you know, doesn't get a ton of recognition outside of basketball. But, like, you know, he's getting it for baseball. And good kid, too, man. Does he go to Northeast? Yes, he does. He, he does. He was and a freshman this past year. Freshman this past year, yeah. Okay. So, and, and I've talked with Coach Harrelson, and, you know, he's you – know, he's, we both got big plans for him, and he's he's gonna play all over the field for us, like I said in the paper. And he's just a good kid, man. And you know we're we're, we're playing well right now, man. This this tournament this weekend is gonna be a real test for us. Okay, so uh, uh, five or six state champions from other states. It's they call it the Battle of the Midwest. I have no idea where we're going. Uh, but <laughs> like there's like seven teams from Indiana, three from Illinois, four from Missouri, a couple from Ohio, Iowa. You know, so if there's anybody from Racine, y'all take them down. <laughs> Was the, the, the Rock Rockford Peaches, Peaches and Racing, <laughs> racing Bells? Yeah, Racing, racing Bells. Bells. Yeah, but no, we're yeah we're looking forward to it, man. And you know, Hammer's still on fire, so well, you can't keep him in the park. He's played four games. He's got five home runs and thirteen RBIs. It's insane. I don't know why people are still pitching to him. I, I probably shouldn't even say that on a podcast, but yeah, for for those of you in Terre Haute uh, <laughs> of the Battle of the Midwest, listening to this podcast, pay no attention to what McKinley just said. <laughs> Throw that ball across that plate to Hammer Franks. He's gonna hit it yeah. hard. He's gonna hit a long way. <laughs> Is the air different up there? I mean, will the ball travel further when Hammer hits it? It's, it travels further anyway. <laughs> he walked us off twice last weekend oh, for man. run rule, not for like right. a one-run game, like to get a run rule. It was like Hammer just hit the ball hard. 
I'm ready yeah. to get out of here. Yeah, it's it's hot, dog. Yeah, for but sure. No, it, no, we're we're playing well, man. I'm I'm happy for our kids. I'm I'm we're getting into the nitty gritty of our schedule. We've got Terre Haute, Indiana, Gonzales, Louisiana, Columbia, Tennessee, and then our tournament back to back to back to back weekends. The King City Classic coming to City Tupelo, Classic, right? King City Classic. Cannot wait, man. That's awesome. I gotta That's get you a T-shirt. You're sure. gonna love it. Yeah, I'm down with that. How have you, have you been, man? I've been good. I've been busy. I've been working. Um, had a couple of events during Elvis Fest weekend. Um. Went well for us over at Blue Delta. Uh, shout out to uh, folks we're going to talk to here later, Tupelo River. They yes, did an awesome job. Yes, the metering came. Had two really good musicians playing some tunes. It was it was a good time. Um, went to uh, went to Memphis, caught a concert in uh, Midtown at the Levitt nice. Show this past weekend. Robert Randolph and the Family Band. Amphitheater. Amphitheater, yeah. I've never been, but I've heard it's fantastic. Well, I'll tell you what, you need to go later on the summer. Jason Isbell will be there. Ooh. It's a really nice venue. It's in Midtown. It's a quarter mile from... Lafayette's music room and that whole Overton Park area. So when you finish up Lafayette, the concert, so yeah, we 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 finished up there. It was fun. Nice. A funny thing, we left the uh, the show at the Levitt Show with Robert Randolph, and then we went to Lafayette's and Bonfire Orchestra from Tupelo was playing. So it was just how like, unique. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty small cool. world, full circle. We, we had a good time. <laughs> uh, my brother, uh, he he went with us. He's a big fan of uh, Irish car bombs. You know, the uh, the drink, the drink. Yes, yes. So. It kind of gets out of hand sometimes when I meet up with him, so I have to pace myself. But I will say this: there's there's nothing better uh, than having a good time in Midtown, and then going by Gibson's Donuts on the way home. They are not relatives, but they're my sisters are half sisters. They are related to Brennan ah, Gibson. Yeah, him and his dad run the shop. So small world well, man it's the lady the who, best donut the lady who was uh working the desk misunderstood me i walked in and said yeah i'll take uh two of those and a chocolate milk and i kind of got on my phone and was checking my late night fantasy baseball score and i looked up and she said will that be all and she handed me two of everything so i got a dozen there were like the six they had and i was just like yep cool Sounds why not <laughs> Make was that, any of them Oreo? Oh well, no. I had uh, the blueberry cake. Oh, that's the so old good. fashions, and they had a chocolate, like a chocolate old fashioned. And the, what should have tipped me off was when the woman they had lemon donut holes. Oh, lemon cake donut holes. Dude. And she said uh, three holes equals a donut. And I just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. And I didn't even think that I didn't order donut hole. You know what I mean? So it just but came, they were fantastic. They were fantastic. Right? Oh man, I love that place. Yeah, shout out to Gibson. Shout out to Gibson. But it was a good time. But that's what I've had going on uh, this weekend. Uh, got a buddy of mine getting married, so I got that going on, and uh, just getting ready to go out west later on in the month. Gonna yeah, head, head out to San Fran, Sacramento. So that'd be cool. Psyched yeah. for you, man. Yeah. Well, since we've talked last, been a lot of uh, a lot of sports going on, a lot, a lot of things in the area. Um, what'd you think about uh, your boy Drake in the Toronto Raptors? <sighs> he thinks he's on the team. He does, right? <laughs> Such a fanboy, man. Like. I'm okay with I'm okay with people being super fans. I just I don't like his stick of I don't either. You know, man. If he would have always been like this just for the Raptors, right? I'd have been cool with it. Like uh, Ashley Judd is for the Kentucky Wildcats. Absolutely. Like yeah, she's not going to root for right. anybody else. Like if they're not good, when they weren't good, he's rooting for the Warriors. Yeah. You know, it's like dude, stop, yeah. man. Everybody's on to you now. I feel like the the, the actual series itself um, it was kind of a shallow victory. For the Raptors, they played yeah. well. They they won the the finals. They they earned it. Uh, it's, it. the The season is a marathon. You know what 100%. I mean. And so they they won the marathon. Um, yeah. They weren't the best team. No. I don't think. Um, I don't even. Uh, Kawhi carried them, of course. Oh, yeah. But the injury depletion to the Warriors, and I don't think they needed KD. But when Clay went down in the final, it was over. You know what I mean? Like you know, it just they needed Clay to go along with Steph. It became Steph. And a bunch of hobbled guys. Well, and you know, 
and I'm not the basketball mind that you are, but I could even see this when I was watching it. When Steph doesn't have that second option, you just double down. I mean, you don't mm-hmm. let him get in the paint. You don't let him come off screens. Yeah. And to Fred Van Vliet's credit, he did that. You know, he kept him from getting Run him off looks. the three-point line. Exactly. You know, and, and, you know, it's – that KD debate will be up forever, but, you know, when he gets dealt or whenever the dust clears from all the NBA offseason, you know, I think that people will – you know, obviously KD can keep you in any game just because of the score he is, but – you know, I, I do think you're right in the event that, you know, if they had Clay, it may it could have been a little different. Yeah, I, I, you know, he, he got injured maybe game two. Was that right, early? He, he hurt his hamstring in game two. Yeah. And then he got hurt, of course, in the last one. Um, pretty cool scene when he got hurt. Was walking off the floor. Somebody told him, hey, we need you to come back, shoot these free throws just in case oh, you're yeah. not injured. And he came back and hit them. And then he jogged down and was ready to play defense. Like, he's, he's, yeah. a, he's a gamer. You yeah, can't no question doubt. his toughness. And I don't really question KD's toughness. No. Um, he came back, um, I, th- I think – I think you, I would be naive. We would all be naive to say that the Warriors are telling the truth. I wanted to talk. I'm glad you brought that you know, up, man, because, like, here's a guy that, like, there's all this criticism that he's going to be leaving after this season regardless. I firmly believe that in, behind closed doors, they were kind of like, look, dude, if you can go, we need you to go. We need you to go. And the 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 press conference after with the GM, I'm sorry, but that those were fake tears. And that was a fabricated response. Oh, those might have been cover my ass tears. Y- yeah, dude. Like they, there's no way that was genuine. When I was in high school, there was this girl that I was tired of dating, so I had to break up with her. But she was popular in the school, and everybody kind of liked her, so I had to act like it was a really hard thing to do. So I pulled out, you know, the old fake red eyes cry thing, so it made yeah. it seem like it hurt me. But I was really more worried about what everybody else was going to think about me rather than her feelings. And I think that's kind of like the GM. That's what he did, He's man. worried about, oh, man, what is everybody going to think about us? Did we send him? He's, he's not worried about Katie. But, you know, as, as informed as the sports fan world is now, nobody bought that. No, they didn't. They didn't. I mean, that's all they talked about the next morning was, was that genuine. I mean, ten minutes later, when they went from the live press conference to Scott Van Pelt, he was just staring at the screen like, what did I just watch? Like, that was, like, you know, and only SVP can do that. Right. And not lose his job at ESPN. But, like, I mean, he called it. He was like, man, that just didn't seem right. Well, my thing is the initial injury a month ago or, you know, a month prior to him coming back, it looked like an Achilles to me then. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it looked like an Achilles then. And then th- for them to say that these two injuries are not related is a total farce. Well, and, you know, just like in baseball, if you've got low back problems, that's going to creep up your shoulder. It's mm-hmm. going to creep up to your elbow, you know, like for pitchers. If you have a lower leg in- injury, there's there's ramifications. I don't right. care what anybody says. I hated, I hated to see the video of his, his calf, his Achilles, exploding oh, dude, there. Yeah, but, it was, that was bad. I shouldn't even have watched that, but I did. But he was, he was hot. Oh, you know, yeah, I mean, dude, he started out, he's four for four from the floor. And, you know, it's kind of crazy. They won that game by one point. If he doesn't play, they don't win. No. What he did early. I mean, think about his it one set point. set the tone for his, one. His one point matters, yeah. And I mean, then all those, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the the final play of the, the regulation, I guess, um, they threw a cross-court side out-of-bounds pass to Draymond, and then they ran a double screen for Steph to get the ball in the wing. Now, I criticized the play call. And I guess me being the the guy that I am, I don't really think in terms of those are NBA guys on the floor. Right. You can just throw it to a spot and they go get it. Had the pass been better to Draymond, cross court, that was my criticism. You're throwing a 50-foot pass that's got to be pinpoint to Draymond, not the best athlete. Right. But had that ball been on time to Draymond, when he kicked it to Seth, where, Seth, where Steph excuse me, catches it, 
There's eight seconds left. He shot that shot. Right. There was a big man closing out on him. He could have gave the old head fake and been at the rim. So I'm wrong in saying it was a bad play call. I, I question the pieces of the play call. But in yeah. hindsight, it was actually a really good play call. Do I mean, you wonder, too, like – he makes that shot forty two percent of the time. Oh yeah, spot. right. So it's I mean it's, it's almost a, a fair mm-hmm. it's a fair percentage. But do you wonder at that moment, like without Clay, without KD, the Raptors had to know. I mean, you know, like they're not looking for Kevon Looney. What do you know? What I would have done? You know, no lie. But this is I know you were going to say something. That's why I brought it this up. This is no lie. What here's exactly what I did. the play before. Boogie Cousins got the ball, yes. and he faced up, and he took the ball to the bucket, and they could do nothing but foul him at the rim. That's what he's done his whole career. So what I like is they, they were in the same play. I mean, I'm cool with that. But fake that skip to Draymond, and Boogie set the first screen for Steph. Have Boogie step right to the ball one-on-one with yeah. whoever's guarding. He's got to face up and go to the it's bucket. A, it's a matchup problem regardless. It's a one-point game. He's going to make one of the two free throws. But give Boogie the ball faced up one-on-one with everybody on the opposite side of the floor, I think he scores it. With a small lineup in, yeah, as well, and and they're and the way they were switching screens and fighting over yeah. the top, he could have had a guy, he could have had Fred Van Fleet guarding. I mean, like he exactly. could have had, he could have had somebody 100%. just going the rim. So anyway, um, I know you have to go with your best bullet in the gun, but sometimes using the decoy would be okay, especially shorthanded. You got to mix things up, and yeah, and with nine seconds left, who's to say they couldn't hit Boogie right there in front of the ball? And if he doesn't feel it, dribble handoff to Steph coming around the corner. I mean, there's a lot of things I could have done. I'm not questioning Steve Kerr. He's won more championships than I will. Right. But it was just an interesting play call right there. But I'm just saying. When you needed one and they shot a really quick three. So Brian you know ball one for Warriors coach, 2023. <laughs> well, you know, uh, other things have been happening in, they the, have. in the NBA. Uh, the yes. draft comes up tomorrow. I'm really excited about that. Yep. There have been some trades going down. Yes, really we'll, start, we'll start with some trades because they happened before the draft. Uh, what do you think about AD going to uh, the Lakers? I hate it. I figured that. But. Retroactively, I love it for New Orleans. Yeah, because they've kind of now got that. Uh, who was it a couple years back that got a bunch of picks and kind of built it? It was it was it um, Milwaukee with Giannis. Did yeah, they get they, picks? they've done it. Philly's done it. Philly, Philly did because it's the like process. the same thing as Philly. Yeah. You know, they got a bunch of picks, and I love you know now you're going to get Zion. Yeah, you're going to get first rounders for the next couple of years. You've got a good building block with him. I just you know I think it's exciting for them, and I, you know I've stated this in earlier pods before that that. I don't think anything's going to work with LeBron. Like, I think your suggestion that they trade him is the right way to go. Because here's the thing. I mean, unless Kyrie or Kimba goes to L.A., you're looking at LeBron and A.D., and we've seen that – I mean, don't get me wrong, they're two phenomenal – probably the two best tall basketball players in the league. But it doesn't – you know, like, two of the best five, you know, not counting Giannis or Kawhi. But, you know, like, how are they going to guard people? It's – I want your take on this. I think they win it all next year. Oh, man. I know it's crazy, but here's why. LeBron's happy. He, got, he got what he wants. That's a good point. Um, the thing about him is he needs a player who he can make better. The players he always played with in Cleveland were not guys that he could really make better because he, he needed sh- he would take – he needed space from shooters. And if they're not hitting shots, think about the guys he played with. He had, they were no use to him. Yeah. Kevin Love, I don't think he really made him better because he wasn't yeah. an athlete. But think about the things he can do for K, uh, for AD. That's a good point. Lobs, sc- ball screens, creating spacing. So here's my thing. I think they're going to try to go after Kimba. 
And if they don't get him, it's not the worst thing ever because they still got Kuzma. He was the best yeah, piece. Yeah, yeah, that was the one piece that they didn't get but, rid of. But if you piece him with a Tobias Harris or a J.J. Redick and give a viable big. Well, that that's what I wanted to ask, though, you know, because now it's a shooter's league. Right. And, you know, I mean, it's not that AD and LeBron are bad shooters, but mm-hmm. they're not going to sit out on the three-point line the yeah. entire game. Yeah, you and know? They'll, they'll put three shooters because Tobias Harris is a good shooter. Right. right. Uh, Kuzma can stroke it. J.J. can stroke it. They have some guys. But what, what the Warriors will show you. And what the Heat showed you in previous years when Brown was there, um, you got to have depth. Yeah, you got to have quality depth. And missing on Kimba wouldn't be the, the biggest deal ever. Um, but the reason I think they win it next year, and I know it's going to because next year is going to be a year of uncertainty for everybody. For, the Warriors are hurt, so they're they're not going to be. A, they're we not don't know what they're going to look like. We don't know what they're going to look like. Um, the Raptors could be without Kawhi. Yeah. You know, I mean, they could be different. The Cal- Bucks Cal- just lost Chris Middleton. He yeah. became a free agent yeah, and today. Kyle Lowry's not getting any better. No. You know what I mean? Like that. It was a, They wanted this year. It was a perfect storm. Therefore, therefore, I think, you know, there are some things that could happen, and the Lakers could be the best team because they do have two of the top six players in the league on their team. That's very true. You know, and, you, and, you, and you, if you put quality depth around them in pieces, I think next year it just lines up for them because LeBron pretty much took a year off this year. Yeah, he did. So he's, he's going to be rested. But I think both teams won in the trade. I think I think New Orleans got more. Yeah, I think they got more, but LA got what they needed because New Orleans has to draft. They're they're not going to be a free agent uh, destination. Sure. The Lakers are a free agent destination. They're the Yankees. Yeah, they don't have to draft. Right. They don't have to draft. So they've got four to five more years of LeBron. They've got ten years of of AD. So as LeBron is fizzling out, they still have five years of AD. So well, kind of like the whole. Sh- Shaq and Kobe yep. thing. Shaq, Kobe to Kobe, Palgasol. Yeah, you know I mean they're they're you know and and I think they'll be they'll be fine. Um, the draft picks they're giving up are going to be later round draft picks anyway because they're going to be so good, you know. So I I think both teams won. Um, That's a good. I, I never looked I at it like that. Both teams benefited. Let's say that the Lakers will be a playoff team next year, so the pick's going to be in the teens, the low twenties. Right. I they're mean, they're know. not the Knicks. They'll always be relevant. Yeah. And the thing is, like, they're going to be really fun. It's going to make LA. Hype and again, so people will kind of want to play there, even if LeBron's not the most fun teammate. Let me you know ask I mean? you this: Do you think it's going to make for a more in, like one of the most interesting years in the NBA in recent so. memory? Just because, in a, in essence, I mean that's a bold pick. Mm-hmm. It's not. I mean it's not that bold because you have two of the top six players in the right. NBA, but it's a bold pick in the sense that because we don't know what everybody's going to mm-hmm. look like. It may be Philly's year. It may, you know, it may yeah. be Milwaukee's, Milwaukee's year. You know, and, and the reason I say the Lakers is because I honestly think they have the most certainty in an uncertain right, league right now. Yeah. Because they got two. They got those two. They know. That'll be, that'll they be interesting. Kuzma. They got those three. And I think one thing, I don't think you'll see a 60-win team next year. No. I think everybody's going to be, like, the, the one seed will be as, as, as contestable as the eight seed. If a team wins 60, it'll be the Bucks. Yeah, I could I could see that. It'll be the Bucks because yeah. they're in the East, you know. If no, absolutely. Um, but, um. So you're like me. You're a Grizzly fan. What do you think about the Conley trade? You know what? I'm I, I'm happy for for Mike to, to go to a t- you know I, I just one of the gentlemen of the game. It, true, true gentleman. Now, I did. I, I got tickled today when he said the city of Utah and his. <laughs> that was kind of. But you know, Utah's not looking for him to be a grammar specialist. No, they, they need him to be a point guard and do what he's done in Memphis. Uh, I'm tickled for Memphis too, man. I mean. You're about to make a splash with the number two pick, mm-hmm. John Morant. John we Morant. know it's going to happen. the The most interesting part, you know, you get what was it? Jay Crowder, Kyle Korver, and um, who was the third? Grayson. Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen. So the Grizzlies, to me, they got 
just the veteran of all veterans in Calcorp. You got a spot shooter. You got a great locker room guy. You got a Jay Crowder who's kind of been a journeyman, but a great athlete, defender, and a Tough. great and a great defender. And then you get a question mark in Grayson Allen. Yeah. And you know, I just it, I, I said this when we just, when I randomly said that the Grizzlies would get the second pick. Jaron Jackson, Ja Morant, great building block, mm-hmm. you know. And then now yeah, you got a couple other decent, you know, marginally young guys. Right. It's just interesting. I'm, I'm excited for my friends that are Memphis fans, you included. They they have assets now, which they did not have prior to today. Yes, um, they cleared cap space. Um, the nucleus of the team going forward is, of course, going to be Ja, Jaron Jackson, Kyle Anderson, the guy they, oh yeah, got, the young guy who was a spur. Went to he UCLA. was an interesting because he was a first round pick, and he was like this guy that was here's another six nine point guard, a mm-hmm. prodigy he's type kind of player, slow moving, slow moves. But they he's, call him. he's they, skilled player. Yeah, they like him on the wing. He doesn't have to have the ball in his hands a lot, and he's not going to have to. He doesn't this, have to. Ja Moran is not Alfred Payton. He's not going to bust. He's not going to turn the ball over. This guy's going to be a rock star. I think he's I a think better. So. I think he's a better version of. Russell Westbrook. I think he could be a better version of Russell Westbrook. Oh, I hope that. Better happens, human. Dude. Better better teammate. So it yeah. makes it a little easier to like him. Um but the thing about the the trade is as of today, the Utah Jazz won oh, the no trade. Because they, they are now with the 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 West being kind of depleted and some question marks. They're a top two or three team yeah. in the West with what they got coming back. And you got a playoff veteran. I mean the guy that's you know, when you get there you're gonna be in some series. I feel like what the Grizzlies will do is they'll use that twenty third let me rephrase this. Now what they will do. One thing they could do, they could take that twenty third pick in the draft tomorrow night, package that with a Kyle Corver or a Grace uh Jay Crowder, some uh, veteran expiring contracts. Right. Move that. You know what I mean? Use that as a piece to get sure. some I really think they traded Mike Conley to get Grayson Allen in a future first round. I think that that ends up being the the haul. No, you know what I mean? right. Because in, in the long run. In the long run. And, and, and uh, that's okay. Um, Grayson Allen could fill a void in Memphis. He didn't get to play much in Utah because they had some good guards in front of him. Yeah. You know, minutes in Memphis could be a big deal. Um, and I just, I, you'll understand the Grizzlies' success in this trade probably three to four years from now. Yeah. Now – I do question the timing of it, and here's why: they did it today. The draft yeah. is tomorrow. Draft tomorrow. What if what if you're sitting at about pick seventeen or eighteen, and you look up and Bowl Bowl is still on the board at twenty three? You know what I mean? <laughs> that that's a guy who was going to be a top five pick who might fall you a bona fide yeah. five. Yeah, Shamori Pons, guy like that, like some guys who can play who you might have more leverage had you waited until tomorrow night with that pick. That's what right. I'm saying. Like, you did it maybe a day early. You know what I mean? You know, because you might not want the 23 That's a fascinating tomorrow. take right there. You know, you might you might get to 20 and go, man, the three guys we had on the board at that spot are no longer there. We want your next year's first. And then, and then you know, we don't want this. Yeah. So, might could have been some stuff there. But I'm okay with it. You know, and that's, that's interesting because with the NBA, you know, well, next year's an uncertainty, so it makes it even more interesting. But, like, most years – you kind of know where teams are going to stack up. Where you know if it's going to be a lottery pick, right? If you're banking on next year when you make that trade this year, okay, that's going to be a lottery spot next year. And if we don't make the playoffs, we could work our way into. And there's no way of knowing how deep the class is going to be next year, but it's supposed to be a good one. But but from what I understand, what you've talked about before, the high school class, I mean. Wiseman, obviously. There's two of them playing in Memphis right now. That right now, and him yes. and uh, Precious Achua. Yeah, they're they're both one and dones. Um, Vernon Carey at Duke, probably a one and yeah. done. Matthew Hurt could be a one and done. Yeah, you know if the Grizzlies are at 23 tomorrow and they haven't traded, and you got a guy like Tyler Hero from Kentucky. Yeah, 
you know, uh, that might be somebody. I saw him mocked at like 11 tonight. Yeah, yeah, I mean, crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy stuff. I've seen them fluctuating between uh, 11 to 22. I've seen Bowl Bowl anywhere from mid lottery to around 23. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, you put a guy like him with Jaron Jackson, jaw. Now you have a really interesting. Yeah. Interesting so that, that and one that can last, like you. I root, I got root for Memphis being a regional team in the event that I hope that their players stay, kind of like Conley and Gasol right. did, because it, I think it means a lot to a small market team to have those guys you know are going to be there night in night out for years to come. This 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 trade is not as lopsided as the trade that sent Pau Gasol to the Lakers from Memphis, but it is in similar fashion. For instance, that day the Grizzlies got Kwame Brown, Javaris Crittenden, who's in the penitentiary right now, and the rights to Marc Gasol. Now, essentially this traded for Marc Gasol. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah. But we didn't know that at the time. I think I, yeah. this futures pick will be like that. I mean, if teams it's a, are smarter now. They are. You know, they, like it, they, 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 at, you know, they assess stuff like this. Scouting, international scouting. 100%. Better, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, now, moving on from basketball. Yeah. Another big thing that happened today, this past week, the Bulldogs. Yeah, man. The Oma Dogs. The Oma Dogs, man. They, uh, Ran into a buzzsaw today. You know, it was the, the other night was magic. What a game. I mean, Auburn. it was crazy, man. I, I was just coming in. I caught the last three innings. I was doing and gloom. I'm not going to lie. I was like, we're down three runs. But, you know, the one thing that, you know, kept me, I was like, you know, well, Mangum's leading it off. You know, they're bringing in a new pitcher. So, let's see what happens. And then, sure enough, and I can tell you, Brian, as a baseball coach, in a big-time game, those last three outs are the hardest you'll ever get. It's like the players on the other team offensively are just like – like if you were playing MLB Baseball 05, like like all their ratings go up to 99. It's like, okay, here's the nine guy that's 0 for 3 with 3Ks, and all of a sudden he's on pitch 10 fighting off 90-mile-an-hour fastballs. But, but yeah, man, it, it was a cool night. And I actually didn't even tell you this. Or maybe I did. No, I didn't. We hadn't seen each other that long. Me and my mom – Got to go to the super regional in game two, and I don't, you may, she I may saw have told the you pick, this. dude. I didn't. She didn't tell me, but I saw the pick. Real quick story on y'all this. were close enough to touch the umpire, Brian. <laughs> so all day Sunday, I had to work. Had two or three funerals, and I have not been to a game all year. Brand new stadium. I'm like, oh, gosh, I love Mississippi State ball. I love Mississippi State baseball since I was a child, and I hadn't been to one game this year. There hadn't been a year my whole life where I haven't been to a game. Well, sure enough, my mom texted me that morning, and she said, Mac, I want to go. And I said, Mom, I, you know, I've, I won't get out of here till 6. She said, well, the game's not till 8. And I was like, well, I was like, I'll tell you what, Mom. I'll reach out to some guys. You reach out to some people. We'll see what we can do. And I had guys really working trying to get me tickets. It was a hard, hard sellout. The only thing that we could do was pay the 25 just to get in the stadium. We'd have to stay in the whole game. It gets to be about 545. My phone goes dead. So I finally get to my charger, and I get back to my house, and I, I charge up. My phone starts going off once you plug it back up. Well, my mom's like, got tickets. I was like, holy crap. You got to be kidding. You know, Leave so it low. I know, right? At about 930 in the morning that same day, she put on, like, one of those Mississippi State Facebook fan pages, mm-hmm. diehard, lifelong bulldog, haven't been to a game all year, want to take my son. And I'm assuming everybody on the Facebook probably thinks I'm, like, six, but I'm 33. Middle-aged man. But, yeah, I know. But, anyway, she gets over here. We get in her car. I look at the tickets, Brian. On the third baseline, two rows 
from the dugout. Like, I could have thrown a bullpen. I was so close. And we were just like, we were talking to people that we knew walking in, like, yeah, I just paid the 25 get in price, been trying to get tickets all weekend. Like, Where y'all at? And we're like, we're next to Coach Cheesebro. <laughs> it, it was nuts, man. But that atmosphere fear was phenomenal, dude. The coolest. You got to go at some point. It's I just, know. it is a bucket list stadium trip. It's better than a lot of major league ballparks I've been to. Incredible, but but um, I went to Old Comiskey. Definitely better than that. I've been to Old Comiskey too, man. That's, that's not a treat. <laughs> but Jim Croce sang songs <laughs> about that side of town. <laughs> been so <laughs> and I carry it with me like my daddy did. Anyway, I got to eat, man. <laughs> I love Jim Croce. <laughs> I got to have a moment. I got to tell you. <laughs> so at work, uh, sometimes I have one headphone in and one headphone like out. Because I like to take phone calls through my headset so I don't have to like actually walk around. Right, yeah. And every once in a while, operator, or don't mess around with Jim, I will like, faintly hear it through my left Is headphone. I, I automatically put the other one in and just cut it up. And if anybody talks to me, I'm like, look, you got to give it a minute. I got to listen to this. Like two minutes, man. <laughs> <laughs> when he's, man, operator is one of my favorite songs. Anyway, but Jim Croce. Fast forward. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bulldogs got beat by Vanderbilt today. Same scenario in the night. Down three, Mangum's up. You're like, well, you know, I got to watch now. Sure. But, um, I was at a funeral. I was, I was actually watching, you know, waiting for the funeral to end, but like, it just didn't work out. So, but you know, you're not dead yet. You know, you got you no got another game. Intended. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got you got new life. Uh, they play they play Louisville tomorrow night <laughs> at seven o'clock for their tournament stake. They win. They, they get pitching a, again. Who's pitching tomorrow? Yes, throwing again tomorrow. Lamonis actually stated today that if State wins tomorrow, he will not throw Ethan Small Friday, which I have mad respect for because – and he actually even said in his quote, he said the kid's got way too big of a future ahead of him. I like that. I'm not going to throw him on short rest. And he's taking some criticism, but I, I really do appreciate that. So, well, Question, as a coach, looking at you here, um, you've just made this statement, Mr. Coach Lamonis, and you said, hey, you know what, I'm not going to pitch Ethan. What if Ethan comes to you and says, hey, man, I appreciate you looking out for me? Um I want the ball. You give it to him. Okay, cool. I I, th- I mean, I think so too. And I th- I think even you know you even talk with his parents and say, look, I don't want to throw him. I think he's got you know you know, but he's he wants the ball. He's the best pitcher in America. Our tournament life's at stake. I- I'm having a hard time telling him no. What if what if you adopt the uh, what is it called the beginner? thing now that major leagues do like hey I need, oh I need do it this, they, they call it the uh not a starter um oh gosh they uh it's it's <laughs> you're the initiator it's it's like it's that. the guy it's where you start your right. closer your best yeah. middle reliever yeah. and you bring in your starter yeah, so at about like, the third like, i could see like like small like one of two things like either pitch him the first three and be done or yeah. get somebody else and let him get loose on his own time and then give me the next well, three. It's interesting you say that because the state's got a deep enough pin mm-hmm. that tomorrow, obviously, they. I mean, you, you've got to have a good start out again tomorrow. They still got the trouble. best pitcher on the mound of the two tomorrow, though. I think. Oh, yeah, 100%. I don't, I don't care whoever Louisville if, throws, if, he's not going to be a And again. he's been hobbled, but, you know, it. it if he's healthy and, and he's on, I mean, I feel strongly that state's going to be playing Vanderbilt Friday. Man. And I think if you get to that scenario, you get you revisit with Ethan and say, "Hey, man, I really don't want to throw you," you know. And 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 Lamona seems like a smart guy. He's they'll probably have the conversation. Ethan will probably talk to his parents, and you know, and, and you know, they'll hash that out. Right. In other words, so that's I think when there's that much money at stake, it becomes a f- business decision. Like a hundred percent, it does. It really does. And you know, if he wants the ball, mm-hmm. 
You know, like I, I know my, it's not the same stake, but if I've got a guy, we have pitch counts, so it really doesn't matter for me. I have to be able to right. you know, police that a little bit. But it's really hard to tell your best guy no when he wants the ball. Right. And Ethan kind of seems like that guy. So it's going to be interesting to see. But a bright spot today, the guy that State brought in in the ninth, Eric Sarantola, he was a 33rd-round draft pick, uh, mm-hmm. fret, true freshman from Canada. He hey. was blowing hitters away with a 95- to 97-mile-an-hour fastball. Just shut down the ninth inning. And the whole time, I'm sitting here thinking, this guy's throwing 11 innings? <laughs> like, and he could have been wild. I'm not, I'm not right. questioning the coaching staff. But, like, if a guy like that's that been, hot, yeah. I don't see why you don't give him the ball Friday. He could have been perpetually suspended due to contra- <laughs> detrimental. <laughs> what is it? Conduct detrimental to the team. <laughs> I, I, I highly, highly doubt it. I mean, you never know. You're smuggling maple syrup. <laughs> Man. Cross, cross country lines. That's not a shout out to Super Troopers 2, by the way. At maple all. Syrup. Not at all. <laughs> Get out of here. That trash. <laughs> but anyway, a bunch of state players drafted, right? 11. 11. Bunch yeah. of mocks for two. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, and I, I saw all, all the uh, social media posts that, you know, they would all, all of them would say, uh, enjoyed my time here in Oxford, on yeah. to the next chapter. And I was like, well, damn, is anybody going to be in Oxford to play baseball next year? You know what, Brian? This is to me, this is so classic Mike Bianco. This year there was a really high expectation because it was that number one recruiting class are now juniors. Next year, just just call me crazy. Do not be surprised if Ole Miss is right back in the thick of things. Yeah. And I and I, I know I seem like a Bianco stan, and I'm, I'm a Dower State fan. I just have a, a high amount of respect for the man. Right. And I know there's a lot of fire Bianco people out there right now, and they roller coaster throughout the whole end of the season. But if you told me that that team that struggled in early May was going to make it to a super regional final. I guess the national Couldn't seat. Beat North Alabama, uh, Caleb Barnes. You know, and that's that's kind of what I'm getting at is is there's just no. I mean, you're not going to get anybody better, and like he's going to continue to recruit at a high level, and I believe Etheridge and uh, Nikhazy will both be back. I know Nikhazy will, but yeah. I think Etheridge will too. Yeah. You got when you have a Friday and Saturday Hoagland. guy ret- and and Gunnar Hoagland. Mm-hmm. When you've got to be able to throw it. When you've got your rotation intact in this league, Mississippi State is a perfect example. I know JT Ginn was a surprise. But when you've got your Friday guy and your Saturday guy coming back, I'm not counting that team out. No. I'm sorry. No. And and I just I fully expect Ole Miss to have a hey fans that are, you know, on the fence all the time, shut up type of season. Right. I really do. You know, I have a I have a tough time trying to fire Bianco when you make it to a game three of a super regional. For instance, how many college basketball coaches get fired when they make the Sweet Sixteen? I was thinking the exact Steve same Alford thing. might be the only one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when he football did coaches yeah. don't get fired for going to bowl games year in and year. No, out. No, I mean you like know? now. Now if you're at Alabama, yeah, or you, you can't like go that. to the Peach Bowl three years yeah, in a row and yeah. go be at Alabama. But, but, but like that's an exception. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, if if you if you were if it was an almost the almost football program, and you said okay, they're going to be a top twenty team every year, yeah, and one time. In they're going to make the playoff. They're going to make the playoff. Yeah, you'd say, boy, where do I sign, sign me up? How many, how many of my firstborn children do I have to give away? But, to and make the this same happen? with basketball. Yeah, they're going to be a tournament team three out of every four years, and they're going to make the final four. If Kermit was a, if Kermit was a Sweet Sixteen coach every year, they'd be naming this. They would He'd name be a the bronze corner. out yeah. there right now. Yeah. So I mean, they just get all bikes back. Now, with that being said, 
Um, if attendance goes down and, you know, m- they, they go in the tank the next two out of three years, sure, revisit the situation. It. But, you know, I, I just I think it's at the point now. The last time there was a, this long of a tenured coach at Ole Miss was Johnny Vault. Yeah. So, like, my point is, is that you want to get rid of the guy who's been there 19 years, yeah. took you to your first series in four or five decades, and is the dean of the SEC. I mean, it's, you know, it's – it is a, it's really a oxymoron, kind of ironic that you're wanting to get rid of the guy that built what you have. Yeah, it's like Virginia Tech getting rid of Frank Beamer. Right. Same concept, you know. Like yeah. I don't, I don't get that. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, about Virginia Tech getting rid of Frank Beamer, they made an excellent hire in Fuente. Oh my gosh. It's not guaranteed that you're going to be able to hire a great baseball. And, I mean, it just it's baseball's it fickle, man. It is a weird sport. And, Recruiting, and, in-state relationships, like I'll give you a prime example. Name ten college baseball coaches, Brian. I'll wait. Okay. Uh, I got Lamonis, Bianco, uh, the guy at uh, <laughs> the guy, the, the old guy, Martin uh, okay. at Florida State. Um, there's the guy who used to be at Ole Miss, who's at Louisville. Dan McDonald, Cliff Godwin at ECU. Is Rod Delmonico still at Tennessee? No, he's not. <laughs> Hadn't been in a quite a minute. Uh, Corky, somebody is he at been Southern? retired ten years? Okay. Uh, let me cut you there. Yeah, so that's my that's your point. That's yeah. my point. Show and Rock. Darren Show and yeah, Rock. Yeah, he's still in okay. I mean, I could, But these I, are all regional guys that you knew who they were who, before that. Yeah, who's the guy in LSU? What's his name? Paul Maneri. Paul Maneri. I kept trying to go skip Burtman, but he's the one who's been gone forever. Right. right. Yeah. You, but the people made. that you're naming mm-hmm. that have been gone forever are legends at the mm-hmm. schools they were at. That's what Mike Bianco is going to be when you hire the yep. next guy, mm-hmm. not named Cliff Godwin, or not named That's got to be the hire, by the way. I think it's got to be McDonald. Is that the guy at Louisville? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either one of them. And I think the reason that McDonald is not open to it is simply because him and Mike are great friends. Well, that and truthfully, let's be for real. Louisville might be a better baseball player. Right now it is. Yeah. I mean, mean, they're in the series. There's a death and taxes situation at Louisville, and you you wouldn't know this unless you're a college baseball fan. They're going to have a guy that steals 50 bases, and they're going to have a closer that does 100 every single year. A million miles an hour. Every single year. But no, that's if, if it is time, if it ever is time, it's got to be McDonald or Godwin. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I think, like you said, I, I think I think it might need to be Godwin. And you he's know what? I want out of the Ole Miss family. Yes, he's, he's you know. This is one thing I love. I know Keith Carter's the interim chancellor right mm-hmm. now. We hadn't talked about that. I, I for what it's worth, I hated Ole Miss. Interim AD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interim <laughs> chancellor. <laughs> but I hated Ross Bjork. Okay. I mean, not as a Mississippi State fan, I hate Ole Miss's AD. I just didn't like the way the guy operated. I, I enjoyed him, but 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 he it, did some good things. Yeah, he did I some good things. Him. He really I did. Him. I did. But I just thought he was smug. I didn't really ever think he was. His heart was in it for Ole Miss, and I think that's kind of proven that he went to the uh, a more a richer athletic department. Uh, they, got, I, they got male cheerleaders there. Yeah, oh, there's nothing more I hate than Texas A&M traditions. There's anyway. nothing. <laughs> but anyway. Um, um, Keith Carter, I think that's cool. You right. know, it's 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 a smart, cool fix for now. But I would love nothing more than if Bianco is going to go out on his own terms. Mm-hmm. Let's make this guy the AD. Yeah, I could see that. Or maybe, uh, and then I think you get your McDonald or your yeah. Godwin. Yeah. Uh, uh, what is it? A uh, demotion by promotion. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd be, I'd be cool with that. I'd also be cool with them bringing in a young up and coming AD from a Memphis or someplace that's got that'd a, be kind of cool. Uh, an assistant AD. Yeah. And bringing them in and then saying, okay, look, you're going to be the AD. But Mike Bianco is your assistant AD. Yeah, you know yeah I mean? like and you need to like, listen to him as much as yes, you can. You yes, soak yeah. up as much like, as you like can. We're actually going to let him deal with baseball because most yes. ADs are worried about basketball, football. You know, yeah. Like, okay, cool. We're going to take some off your plate. But it's, the one thing that I think that would be great with Bianco in that situation, 
a lot of people give Scott Strickland credit. Mm-hmm. What John Cohen has done in just a short, short amount of time, I mean, you just look at the success. No, you're right. The numbers do not lie. I mean, it, it, it's you know, football is the only thing that's kind of eh right now. But but that that higher still. Gets but it's determined. it's still yeah. But you know, baseball, you can't you cannot question what's going. I mean, I, the states won fifty four ball games this year. Yeah. Women's basketball is playing in final fours. Men's basketball finally made the tournament. States football still going to bowl games. You have the stadium of all stadiums of college baseball. Tennis is on the rise. Softball is always still good. Softball is competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, golf is on the rise. Mississippi State is the number one ranked men's tennis player amateur in the world right now. Played at Mississippi State. Number one ranked singles player in the world. I bet he just loves Starkville. I mean, think about Oh, don't you know? I mean, I mean yeah. Like Spain or yeah. something. <laughs> I bet he just cotton district. And but my point is, is I think the same thing can happen for Ole Miss. You're right. You're you right. got to have a guy that loves that school. Can, can I, I – before we move on, i got to say my, my, my thought here. You just said, I feel like – the uh, large majority of the Mississippi State fan base is all galvanized with the same thought process as you. Now, there's going to be some folks who maybe don't like Moorhead or oh, yeah. stuff like that, but they're going to like the way that the athletic program is going. Yeah. They're behind the people making decisions. They believe that those people know what's best for them, and y'all are totally cool with the uh, the forward moving of the, uh, of the, the brand. You yeah. know what I mean? There's too many people tugging the rope the the opposite directions in Oxford. Yeah, there's it's 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 mm-hmm. tug of war. You got you got folks who believe in cronyism and nepotism and let's yeah. let's do the, the good old boy system and then you got folks who want new traditions and oh, old yeah. traditions and it's just it makes for an interesting dynamic that isn't necessarily an issue in Starville. Even as a Mississippi State fan, I think it's safe to say that as a fan base, athletic department, university as far as promoting your school, promoting your athletic department, state's pretty far ahead right now. Mm-hmm. They really are. And it's going to take somebody like a Bianco, like somebody. But, see, that's the, that, that kind of brings up, you know, that getting a new up-and-coming guy. Mm-hmm. Half the fan base is upset with Bianco right now. Right. So, like, if they hire him, they're going to be, you know. That's something that, for the most part, grown men with money have to get over. Mm-hmm. And they have to get over themselves mm-hmm. in order to get past and say, look, let's get together on this. Because together is always better than separate, you know, when you're trying to accomplish the same goal. So Absolutely. But no, that's that's a great point. It yeah. really is, man. But yeah. anyway. well, shout out to my real quick. Shout out to my guy Gary Kessinger. Yeah, he's going to the Astros. I think he's a he was the first team All American, best shortstop in the country. Mississippi State has the best pitcher in the country. Yeah, um, I really believe that he, barring injury, uh, I think he's got a very very bright future ahead Agreed. of him. And uh, he's the kind of guy that will I think he'll be on a major league roster in the in the future. He's the kind of guy that major league rosters look for in a shortstop. Mm-hmm. He's six three, one ninety five. He's going to add some weight. He's got good pop. He's got good pop. His glove is not questioned at all. I mean, you know, he's he is the prototypical major league. He plays short. Right he can play second, and I think in a pinch, he can play third. I saw yeah. actually on draft night on the ticker they compared him to Dansby Swanson. So, I mean, it, and yeah. it's a good comparison. Yeah, it it's, is a good comparison. It, same body type, same glove. You know, it's it, it that works. Yeah, works well. Yeah, and then, you know, it'd be a really good career if he's the second best baseball player in his family's history, right? True. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be a really good career if that happens. Uh, tell me about them Braves, dude. Atlanta. Nobody's more fun to watch. SunTrust Park is rocking like it's nineteen ninety six. Club fifty two. Studio fifty four out there, dude. Like it is insane. Like. The attendance numbers are up. The team is just feeding off it. I, I cannot – I feel like I'm beating a dead horse with this, man. But, like, it is absolutely – this is exactly what – this is the type of team that keeps Major League Baseball relevant. 
mm-hmm. in a day and age where it's a boring sport. But if you watch a Braves game on TV, I mean, you can hear it in the background. The crowd is into it. The chop is back. The team is young. They just signed Dallas Keuchel. Missed on Kimbrell. Hated that. Went to the Cubs of all places. But, dude, you've got a team that's got some – like, and they're they're locking up their young players. They, they just signed Acuna to an eight-year deal when he's 20 years old. So smart. Because now you, you've got guys that are sticking with Atlanta – they're stay. They're, they're going to be there for forever. They're going to. They're going to sign Albies in the office. I mean, it's just. It's so. I love what's going on, dude. I'm excited about it. I. I feel like their lineup is. It's. It's like if you took all my favorite musics and put it into one lineup. <laughs> put it on a CD yeah. playlist. Because I feel like you know some of those guys are funk. Some of those like I see Freddie Freeman. He's straight up country. You know what I mean? Like oh, I. Feel, yeah. I feel like when I see that team, it's a mix of everything I like. Um, you got speed. You got power. You have intelligence. You have field savvy. Yes. You have pitching. Soroka. You got Taharn was money the other day. When oh, I, was, I mean, like, dude. you know, I, if they can get that bullpen shured up. Yes. The, the bullpen right now, unfortunately, it's it's it's, 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 it's it's Florida Georgia line right now. Yeah. It's not real good. But yeah. we can work on that. Yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. And you can, you know, if you've got good starters, all you've got to do is get in the postseason. Because with mm-hmm. the short series, you know, you're looking at Soroka. You're looking at, at Keuchel. You're looking at uh, hopefully a healthy faulty, mm-hmm. and then in Tehran, you know, one of those guys can throw the back end of a game. You know, if you've got to get a win, and like, right. I don't think this is the year for the Braves. It's always impossible to tell in baseball because baseball is the one sport where it's not like Tom Brady in football. You know, the Patriots are going to be there. There's always a couple of teams that like, well, you know, if they get hot in the playoffs, mm-hmm. a pitcher just has to have one good start. It's not like he has to carry the entire series. The Angels and the Giants have both won World Series 100%. in the past 15 years of, because of that. The Cardinals yes. won several yes. because they got hot at the right time. That's all it is, man. A majority of the time recently, the wild card team wins it. I mean, and, and, and I'm and I'm glad you mentioned the and and that that's a great point. Like you mentioned the Cardinals, you know they talk about the Cardinal way. Mm-hmm. Atlanta has bought into like this new Atlanta way. Like guys, let's just do things like we did in the nineties. Yeah, let's support each other. Let's have a blast while we're doing. Watch somebody hit a home run for the Braves. Oh man, the dugout. I mean, you've got guys. Like Nick Markakis is, is fifty nine years old, and he acts like a teenage boy when when one of the young guys hits a bomb. It's just so cool. And you got McCann back. It's just like they used to. He's going to be a borderline Hall of Famer. I hope he you gets. Wait it. and see. I think he deserves it. I mean, man. he's almost at three hundred home runs. Yes, um, and for a cat, for a catcher to do that and stay at catcher as long as he has, dude, like it's going to be. I, I think it, it's going to be. It, it may be a second ballot. It may be his second or third ballot. But I firmly believe yeah. he'll have an opportunity. He, he could yet. be a Baseball Writers of America get in kind of guy. Absolutely, because he, he's a respected guy. But sure. man, you, you you mentioned that wild card man, like. The Dude, teams that are fighting to get in, they're playing so they're well playing. at the right time, man. And they get in, and those teams that have just been sitting in the, you know, with yeah. a fifteen-game lead in their division for forever, you get shocked, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, this team is playing like their cleats are on fire." Yep. And it's so exciting to watch, man. I love playoff baseball. They're that team in the losers bracket at Brewer. <laughs> you don't want them on Saturday at two a.m. They've won seven straight to get back into the championship. They'll take that trophy and your girl home. <laughs> Well, to round up a baseball thing, uh, I'm gonna take a trip in a few weeks, and you, uh, I'm gonna go watch a Giants Cardinals game. You mentioned Duty Noble being a nice place. Oh yeah, where where is your one uh, bucket list baseball stadium you'd like to go now? Bucket list. Have you been to the new SunTrust? No, I I'm, haven't. I'm gonna go I'm this summer. To get I'm going get this summer. There. I'm gonna get some of those Hank Aaron tickets and get all the you can eat and drink beers. Because I've got baseball in the summer, I'm going to have to plan a trip. It's crazy you mentioned that. I got off my 
phone with my friend Buck Grady earlier. Mm-hmm. He's talking about going to see Braves Nationals and seeing BD. And, right. You know, so hopefully this fall, especially like right before the playoffs, mm-hmm. I can get a free, you know, Friday night. September's a good time. Or late oh, August, right? Oh, yes, mm-hmm. dude. And it, it, yeah, oh, man. That's that's what I'd like. Is, is, is the regular season still going on in Labor Day, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, we might can make that happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good time. Absolutely. But no, time. it. Uh, Buck was telling me that you can actually. He looked this up. You can get a. You can get a seventy-five. You can get your tickets, and you can get a seventy-five dollar ticket to get in two hours early and sit on the warning track while they hit BP. How cool would that be? And you you can keep the you can keep the bombs. Really? Yeah. I would have never known. I was like, really? There he was, was like, yeah, dude. I looked it up. <laughs> I watched the Braves game the other day, and there was this kid who caught a. He had a Braves hat on. He caught a home run ball, and everybody was really excited for him. They went to interview him. They were like, I see here you got a Mets hat. He was like, yeah. And he was like, why do you have a Mets hat? And he was like, well, I come to BP, and when the Mets are hitting BP, I put my Mets hat on, and I get all the balls from their players. That's I was like, it. this kid is a genius. Smart, man. He's smart. He's it's smart. like I've always been told that if you go to Talladega, you just got to go to a gas station and get a NASCAR sticker packet, mm-hmm. and you can go on the infield, and you just walk up to anybody's party, and you just – Slap that sticker on, and all of a sudden, I'm a Casey Kane fan. I'll only wear one sticker, number three. Forever in our hearts. Forever. So I interrupted you. What, what stadium do you want to go to? Oh, <laughs> I got emotional I myself. got excited about Don't me, Before you leave, I got to show you. I got a Dale tribute back here. You're going to love it. But anyway, um, baseball stadiums, man, it's interesting you say that. I mean, obviously, I'd love to hit Yankee Stadium. I'd love to hit Fenway. I think, it, you know, Wrigley. I mean, it's the old I've legendary. been to Wrigley. I've seen, I've never been to Wrigley, and I, I would love to do those old traditional stadiums. Um, but I, sorry, my <laughs> dog wants to be on the podcast. Uh, anyway, as crazy as it sounds, man, I would want to go visit one of those older stadiums. I don't even know if any of them still exist anymore. Probably skyscrapers now. But I used to play this video game, MVP 05. Absolutely. And you could play on the old stadiums. I want to see, like, the polo grounds. I don't want to hit a 497-foot home run of the center field. Of polo <laughs> 285 like down Ebbets the line. field yeah. or something like that. I would love to see, like, a, just an old – instead of a stadium, I'd like to just – let me say this. I'd love to see Dodger Stadium. Dodger Stadium would probably be my – because you you, you, yeah. well, yeah, you could see the skyline yeah. and you could see all the highways. I think I've driven cool. past it. It's cool. It looks cool. Um. What's that, Chavez Ravine? Chavez Ravine, mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I would want to see that. But more, I, I want to go to Cooperstown. Yeah. I really want to go to Cooperstown. So our, my bucket list. But I want to hear your stadium. Well, I, I'm, I'm going, like I said, to San Francisco. Yeah. I've always wanted to go that one. I've always been enamored with it since Barry Bonds was hitting home runs. Oh, dude. And, and uh, McCovey what, Cove. McCovey Cove. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And um, uh, Coors is cool. You know what I mean? My mom was just yeah. there. I, I would like to go there. Um. One that I've always wanted to go to, though, and I don't, and I, I know why, uh, it's because watching the Cal Ripken Jr. game streak, they were watching a game, a lot of games from Camden Yard where he plays, where the Orioles. I've play. been to Camden Yards, dude. That is a cool so, stadium. I think it's a cool place, and I, I would like to Mississippi check it out. State Architect. Well, that I've, I see similarities in the two, you know, and that yeah. I would like to check out Camden. I think of all the ones that. Um, are not it was it was the first of the new generation. Yeah, it really was. It was the that's first a of the new point. generation. And I you would need like to, to do that, man. That's and that's a cool area too, man. They've got like it's right there in downtown Baltimore. You can see the Ravens Stadium from like the upper deck, and 
they've got the best like seafood markets right there, and it's mm. you need to hit that up, dude. It's right on a river, really cool. Well, you know, you mentioned Cooperstown. My bucket list trip that I've always wanted to do is I've always wanted to take a trip up to the northeast, yeah, and hit Cooperstown, and then go to Springfield, Mass to catch the basketball hall of fame. Oh, that'd be cool. They can't be dude. too far away. No, you know I mean, not like at all. I, that, you know, that, I think I feel like that'd be fun. Is she a lobster roll? <laughs> it's my favorite food, by the way. Lobster roll, love them. Never had one. Oh, Brian. Okay. Brian. Mm. We can't get them around here either. No. We got to do that. We got to figure something we'll out. Have to, we'll have to go on this trip. Luke's Lobster in the greater northeast area. There's a million of them. Well, if you're listening to this, send me and Brian a couple <laughs> Frozens. Been my, I'll be in your debt forever. Well, it's been good seeing you tonight. Dude, be- so much. Be- before, we, before we go to our Tupelo River interview with uh, Pete and Kelly, we uh, got to make a quick thing real quick. Uh, Mac was not able to make no. the interview. <laughs> so uh, we were headed there. I was on my way. He was on his way, and we were meeting them uh, downtown at MGKOK for the interview. Shout out to Mitch for letting us. Uh, this was planned. This was planned. Sure. Yeah, we were going to do it. And then uh, tell us what happened. <laughs> Cliff's notes, not to okay. incriminate the innocent. Yeah, yes, I, I definitely am not going to divulge completely, but um, I was at a Hispanic funeral, and let's just say that the weather got weather went from uh, Wizard of Oz early to day after tomorrow in a matter of about 10 minutes. And little did I know that the graveside portion of the service was going to last two hours. Rain or shine. Rain or shine. And there was a mariachi band. It was really, it was actually a really unique experience because I'd never seen that. But at the same time, I did miss out on the interview and, Peter Kelly, I do apologize. And trying that awesome cold brew. They gave me some cold oh, brew. Dude, I love in. coffee, Brian. You, I, I told Peter last time I saw him, I was like, dude, I got to, I mean, one morning I just got to suck it up and get over there because I'm normally just a, I get a cup here, I eat, I take off to work, I get a cup when I'm at work. But I, I'm a coffee drinker. Well, I'm going to, I'm not going to steal their thunder because uh, you've heard, you've heard the, you know, the interview, oh, yeah. but uh, they've got a big announcement coming up. Yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit easier for you to get their coffee coming full. Coming I forward. agree. So that'll be cool, too. Well, uh, Mac, it's been awesome seeing you. You too, I appreciate man. you opening your home to me this late night. I should have brought my sleeping bag. We could have gone in the backyard, caught fireflies. i got to get some uh, lawn chairs out there. Next time we do it here, we'll, we'll do it on the porch. We'll do it. we'll do it out there. But, yeah, well, man, I appreciate it. It's been fun. Be safe on your trip. Yes. And yes, uh, if you, you see a really cool Larry Bird T-shirt, I got you know I got you. Yeah, you know you, you know, know I got yeah. you. I wore my Chewbacca Teen Wolf shirt. I, I was going to ask you. I love that. Yeah. Shout out to Colt Chapman. You got and this. you got two behind you. They're I also do. yours. Man. I do. I got some 49er gear. So yes, that'll be sir. cool. I'll wear that this weekend. Support y'all. So, Please. well, man, thanks for letting me come by. Take care of you pups, and uh, why don't you why not you send us out the right way, folks? We appreciate you listening. Uh, we'll try not to make it long next time for the next pod. Um, it's been Brian and Mac. You can catch us on Twitter at The Happening Pod and on Instagram at Happening Pod. We're on Stitcher, Fireside, and now Spotify. Yep. Still looking at you, Apple. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting. <laughs> Apple execs. But anyway. We're gonna, <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. Folks, thanks for listening. It's been great. Brian, been good to see you. We'll catch you next time. Peace.
Welcome back to the What's Happening podcast. We are uh, we're here with uh, two old friends of mine. Uh, we're here with uh, Pete and Kelly. How are y'all doing? The the Vance the Vances. How are y'all doing? Pretty well. Doing fabulous. Doing good. Well, they are the uh, I guess founders and creators of a local brand here that uh, I'm real proud of and I'm a fan of Tupelo River Coffee. Tupelo River Coffee. So uh, before I mess the story up, uh, tell me. Where, where did the idea begin, and, and then how did we get to here? So we, so to start from the beginning, we, from Tupelo, lived in Tupelo for a while once we were married, um, then moved to Memphis for work. So we lived there, lived downtown, got to experience some bigger city life. Um, downtown Memphis is fun. Huh? Downtown Memphis is fun. Yeah, yeah, and uh, outside of Beale Street, too. <laughs> Um, so we got to experience some of that and some of the local things going on there and then ended up moving back to Tupelo after a little while and, um, kind of missed some of the stuff that we had in Memphis, you know, walking distance in downtown Memphis. And, um, so one night we were kind of riding down the road and we're like, Hey, let's do something. Let's go somewhere. And, uh, I said, well, I'd love to drink a really good beer. Kelly said, well, I love a really good cup of coffee. Then we said, well, there's nowhere we can go to do both of those things. Um, so then we just said, well, why don't we make one? So it kind of started from there. Um, I like to dream big with things. So that's where we kind of, and that was three years ago, three and a half years ago. And uh, it kind of grew from there. It kind of morphed, obviously. Um, it's easier to make coffee, I presume, than beer, right? Am yeah, I right in so saying the, that? Yeah, the process to make coffee is a lot easier. Okay. And we're in Mississippi. True. So, True. you know, we uh, we needed to make money. We, we didn't have a whole lot of money. You need some capital and cash flow to make these things, <laughs> yeah. these dreams come alive. <laughs> exactly. So uh, we thought, well, we could do the coffee bit. Um, and I didn't really want to jump all in, you know, doing a big loan doing kind of the spend a bunch of money so we were like just brainstorming things what can we do how can we do it and uh found some mobile coffee places saw places that had coffee in vans coffee carts coffee everything so we were like i think that would be cool we don't have any overhead we can do it ourselves we can travel where we want to do it we can do it it over the weekends yeah and it's just we don't have to worry about people coming in the door um so we started running with it figuring out how we could do it um then we started searching out good coffee uh went a bunch of places in the south south mississippi alabama georgia you know traveled all over um and then found some good coffee and we're like all right we're bringing this to tupelo setting up the cart and uh kind of get started and i will say it was the kind of coffee that was made not to have sweeteners in it like that's how good the coffee was they were like no we don't really have any syrups we don't this is what we do this is how good it's supposed to be and so we were like this is what we're talking about this is a good stuff yeah we we are very and peter didn't even like coffee yeah for a a long time be real pete do you still like coffee he loves his coffee every day okay okay (laughs) multiple times a day now okay i get it i get it so yeah i love my chinaman can only eat so much rice exactly yeah i didn't know but i mean i only do i don't do a lot 
you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you drink probably four or five cups a day. I don't. I you drink just need it in one morning. good cup of Tupelo River coffee, right? Yeah, exactly. And then I just, I'm on the go the rest of the day. Um, but yeah, so we, just about everything we do with Tupelo River, we try to keep it super simple. Um, and we want to get the quality to come out and not try to cover it up. So that was the whole goal with the beer side as well, is to do super simple quality beer and then super simple quality coffee. Okay. So. Well, I guess quality coffee starts with good beans, right? Yeah. How, tell me about sourcing coffee beans. Tell me about that. Do y'all, what, what goes into that? I mean, you know, I, I, I know that most of the traditional good stuff goes below south of the border. So, Pete, I'll let you jump in here, and then uh, Kelly can interject what her favorite her favorite coffee beans, where they come from. I'm sure she wants to vacation there, I'm sure. Yeah. I would like yeah, to so own a coffee farm exactly, there. Right? We've looked at those. Yeah. yeah. Tell so me about sourcing coffee beans. So we, uh, I've sourced through a couple different places. Um, we try to keep it, I like to keep it Latin American. Um, so the Latin American is going to have a lighter citrusy flavor to it. Um, and so right now we have some really good Costa Rican coffee. Um, but you know, we're, my biggest thing is good coffee. So you can find a lot of people that'll, um, not have high grade coffee. So when you source coffee, they give it a cupping score and that's based on the taste and some coffee is going to be bitter, but like, it's just the quality of the bean comes out in the cupping. So you get some cupping that's in the 70s, and then the really good cupping's in the mid to high 80s. So everything we get, it's mid to high 80s. Mm-hmm. We don't want to get bad coffee. Um, and so, like I said, we, we do a lot of Central American. Um, we do some Papua New Guinea. Okay. We don't get too crazy, um, because I feel like you can get some crazy stuff out there. I'm sure, right? Yeah, and, and you're just kind of like, you don't want people to drink coffee and kind of be like, I don't know what that is. Because right. you're not going to order like seven cups of coffee. Well, and you, you, have, you have coffee snobs out there yes. who, who like you know, coffee a certain way. Mm-hmm. You have traditionalists. Like I have a guy that works for, with me, Johnson. Mm-hmm. He likes his coffee a certain way. And the women at work don't make it that way, so he makes his own. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I, I feel like, like you said, you can start out with premium coffee beans. Um, but you guys pretty much have to satisfy the southern palate mm-hmm. with something they are used to buying out of a bag. I find that difficult. Yes. So we, we've run into that. And, you know, you, you kind of, with any sales, when you're selling stuff, you kind of have to take it with, that's okay. You know, this is uh, a good friend of ours, Mitch, was like, you sell for like 80%. It's like an 80-20 or maybe even a 90 10 I think he said like 90% is what you sell to the public and then 10% is what you you get to take care of like you get to put in what you want to put in it so we understand that like you're trying to fit to these people that sounds horrible but it's true you really no, I get it you know and and then we try to put our little spins on them but yeah I take it when someone says oh this needs this needs more this needs more I'm like you know, you're kind of missing the whole point, but yeah. it's your coffee. You paid for it. Absolutely. And, you know, and in, in a service business and a place where you're making and producing a product, you aim to please. I mean, you, you want that repeat business. You aim to please. Um, 
man, you, you came up with an idea. Like, you came up with a product. Let me serve it the way that I want to the first time. Right. And if you don't like it that way, that's cool. Here's your creamer. Yeah. You know I mean, Here, here's your honey. Here's your Splenda. But yeah. Like, they just tried this one time. This, yeah. came from, this came from Papua New Guinea. You yeah, know exactly. Like, it, you know, yeah. Also, I will say, like, we're trying to educate people. Like, this is how good qual- coffee is supposed to taste. So you don't have to have all the sweeteners. You don't have to have four different types in the coffee. Like, if you like the coffee flavor, then you're going to love us because we try to bring something so organic and so unique to Tupelo that you're proud of us. Like, you see Tupelo River on the coffee, on like, on any shelves, and you're like, hey, this is what I'm talking about. This is a good coffee I'm telling you about. So it's just educating people to let them know what's the difference in iced coffee and a cold brew. What's the difference between a latte and a macchiato, and we want to spend that time. Well, yeah, before we go too much further, explain that to me. I don't know. What, what is the difference in those things? Yeah, like, I mean, like, I, I, I went out west one time, and I ordered a macchiato, and I thought it was going to be like something I get from Starbucks. It was, in fact, not yeah. Like that. And I mean, like, so what's the difference? What's a cold brew? I don't really know what that is. Cold brew is just where the coffee beans are grinded a little bit thicker than an espresso. So it sits overnight in just filtered water for about 18 to 24 hours. And then you're going to like double filter it in just the kind of cool kind of um, water that's just sitting out. So it's not hot. It's not cold. And so therefore it's very, very concentrated. It's a lot of caffeine. And then once we filter it, we have to add a little bit of water in there because it's very potent. (laughs) And then once we do that, you can add cream, a little bit of our syrups in there. And it is wonderful. And we brought some here for us to taste. It's so good. It's my, like, I literally have that on me all the time. All Every the time. Morning. I okay. love it. Every morning. And I for like a little spruce up, like I'll have a little bit in the afternoon because it is very, it's very good. And it's just like that mellow chocolatey note to it to where if you get an iced coffee, it's hit with hot water. So it makes it a little bit more acidic. That's what I was about to ask what an iced coffee was. And so an iced coffee is basically, it's just espresso over ice. And it's, but with any coffee, water, hot water makes it a touch more acidic. Okay. But now it's, it's just really good. I just, cold brew is just, like I said, it's just mellow. What's your favorite drink to make? You know what I mean? Like, what's your, your favorite thing you make? I know I've had your specialty drinks, Pete. They're divine. You know what I mean? They're awesome. But, yeah. you know, of, of the things you make, of the products that you come up with, what's your favorite to make? Well, Cold brew. <laughs> yeah, Kelly's going to drink cold brew every single morning. Yeah. It's cool. I've heard, I've heard amazing things. I'm more of a hot coffee guy. I didn't really know what the cold brew was. Johnson, of course, loves the cold brew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My siblings love it. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm really excited to try it for sure. But uh, your cold brew. So I'm, I'm, I'm hot. So if I have the espresso machine in the house, I'm going to make a latte okay. every morning. Um, and I like to do, I mean, I like to have a little vanilla mm-hmm. taste to it. Okay. Just a little bit, but I, I like that. Cause a little I, bit of the bitter of the coffee. For me. Yeah. And I mean, I can do, if I don't have it, I'm just going to do black coffee just mm-hmm. straight up in the morning. And I like to do like, I got a, See, the, the great thing about roasting your own beans is you got a lot of different, like I get a lot of different samples that I've tried. So I got like some Burundi, I got some El Salvador, I got like from all these crazy places. Yeah, Mexico. I bet you're the biggest, I bet you guys are the biggest coffee snobs. Be real. No, I mean, not, I wouldn't say we're snobs, <laughs> but I just. I would be. I well, would be. it's like one of those things, once you roast your own coffee, you are a little particular about the coffee you, you drink. Hey, man, I don't wear Wranglers. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, but it's not, it's not necessarily like if you went somewhere and you had their coffee, then I'm going to be like, oh, that Tanzania Peaberry. 
just I can't do Tanzania. You know, you know what I mean? Like it's Absolutely. not that kind of like if you if but I can tell if you roast it way too long or if you don't roast it correctly. Because if you don't roast it correctly, you're not going to get the good. You're going to it's going to taste burnt. Like it's going to have a bitter um you get away from the coffee right. basically. And it's on the person that's roasting it then. Um and so, you know, going back to what we try to do is when someone tries our coffee and they say, Oh, this is good. Or this is like just whatever they say about it, it falls back on us like completely. Cause if you think we make our own syrups, right. we make, we roast the beans, like everything in that cup is what we did. So anything you say about it, it's going to fall the country. The beans came <laughs> exactly. From. So like, you know, you go to other coffee shops and they get somebody else's beans and then they have store bought uh flavors and syrups and stuff and it's kind of like if somebody complains then what are you going to do i'm sorry yeah that's it's just how it is that's how it is but but i will say we do love to go and venture and try everybody's coffee what they have going on um because everybody brings something unique right everybody has something unique what their store is known for we want to support we love to support local like that's our huge biggest thing because we are local we are a community this is our town. This is where we want our kids to grow up and not move off to, say, Memphis, because there's not much to do in Tupelo. But we're trying to make it where people want to be proud, like, hey, let's go to this cool coffee shop. Hey, let's go get some dessert. Let's go over here. Let's go eat something good. Um, it's all local and things like that. So that's something we love to support other people. Well, I, I was about to ask. I, I know y'all support local, but y'all been all over the country drinking coffee. Where's your favorite coffee house? Tell me, tell me, tell me one. I mean... You can, you, it's okay. All these people are, are probably listening to the podcast. So which, which one really sticks out in your brain? I love Memphis. Yeah. You know, it's Mem- hard to. But I will say a lot of people don't know Memphis. Like Memphis is something that like gave us the idea, gave us an idea of like something unique, organic, and they're all offer so many different things, but they're all literally like maybe a half mile from each other, right. but they so, so different. And they're not personable, really, honest. Like, the Memphis people, you know, kind of walk in, they're like, they don't know us from anybody else, but it's just the whole, their atmosphere, how they treat us, and we just want to bring the whole, making people knowledgeable of what they're drinking. Where right. Hey, it's right here in Tupelo. Like, somebody else didn't roast this. Somebody else didn't make these syrups. Like, if there's something else you want to see, you know what? I can make it happen. You know why? Because I roast my own beans, and I make my own syrups. And who knows? We may be milking cows before long. <laughs> Anything is possible. Anything. It's, uh, I mean, it is funny. Man's but I, family I, farm. And I've brought about it up this. before. <laughs> I have brought it up before. Like, that's, yeah, that's you know, anything's a dream big. That's anything's true. possible. I was like, hey, we can, we can do the whole gamut. I mean, all we got to do is get a farm. I even thought about doing you get one of those FHA rural loans, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I even thought about know what to do with a cow. <laughs> hey, you're a South Bonnetop girl. You know folks know that do, though. Do. You know folks that do. I can you find know. workers. That's for sure. That's for sure. I'm well, not uh, one. You've been talking about uh, the syrups and stuff like that. And I'm a big fan of, like, the, the additives. Like I said, you know, coffee. I don't drink IPAs, and I don't, I don't drink black coffee because they're kind of both bitter to me. So I like the syrups. What goes into making a syrup? Like, what, first you got to think about the flavor, and then tell me what happens. 
I will jump on this one because we even make our like vanilla extract. Like that's how organic we want to get down to the rawness of it. We know almost everything that goes into a syrup. Like we're making it at home at night. Like we make them fresh. We don't keep them for over a week just because, I mean, it's the South. It gets hot. It gets cold. And we don't want to do that. Um, so we try to make them as fresh as we can um, with our vanilla kind of just googled it how do you make your own vanilla and so and I got very educated about that and so did he and so we have our own vanilla beans whatever those things are called I know we ordered them they pod, like vanilla yeah. Bean pods, yeah like and you put some pods. vodka in there with it and you let it sit and it's a certain like depending on what types you get like it matters in the flavoring and how long it lasts so that was something that was an eye-opener for us and then so we knew vanilla and caramel were like the basic two and um I love caramel I, I know, it. and I mean, you can't go wrong with those two. So then we tried to branch out, and we did like a um, cinnamon pecan one. Oh my word, it was so good, and that was a unique one. And then, well, we I had the mead one. Don't that you did yeah. yeah. reward? That yeah. was good. Well, don't jump off the cinnamon pecan just yet. So we uh, this is a family favorite. I feel right. Yeah, this is like a this was a big hit. It was, and <laughs> I've kind of I haven't done it in a while. So we try to do kind of seasonal, you know, mm-hmm. still service industry, still got to try to do things. Sure. Um, and we've kind of stuck with one for a good while now, but um, so we'll do the normal, the vanilla and the caramel. Um, and so like in the, in the winter, we did a peppermint mocha, which. That was good. It was pretty good. But, it wasn't, but it's not as sweet. So people yeah. are like, oh, I don't know what this is. And uh, <laughs> so one of my friends was like, hey, have you ever done made a simple syrup with beer i was like no but i'm all in and he was just like get some dark beer so we did uh southern pecan it It was amazing added a little bit of cinnamon man you just like uh, made our own thing to it like we kind of like really experimented with it and then once we found it we're like well there's a science behind it it sounds like yeah flavor combinations the way you do things yeah and trying to just figure out which one and so you had to like what let it get a certain temperature so it of course gets out rid of the alcohol yeah. and things like that but it was wonderful because it's crazy how even letting it sit for a while of like writing that it still had that like just that touch that was wonderful yeah and then, but now we're on to a honey vanilla that is bomb.com I'm down and with it that. has no There's added sugar. I, I love honey and i love vanilla oh mm-hmm. and it's that homemade vanilla oh my gosh and i'm like telling everybody i'm like i could just like and I rave about it, and I'm like, do you not like it? Do you like it? Yeah. Well, well, well y'all, I wish the, the public could see the smile, like the smiles and the grins on their faces as they talk about their creation. What are you really proud of, like product-wise? Like, I know you're proud of the brand you build, but like, I want to know, like, what's one thing you made or came up with? You're like, man, that, that was that, that's it right there. What do you got? When you first were talking about that, I'd have to say the one thing I am most proud of is Pete. Like, my gosh, like, <laughs> dude, he can't even, he can't be good at nothing. Like, he can't, he started roasting. He was like, I'm going to start roasting. I'm like, okay, I thought it was going to be a while. Well, then it was literally like his first, second batch. We were like, oh, this is wonderful. I'm like, dude, it takes people a long time to know how to roast and make it good, make it where people know how, like, know everything about it and it is unreal when I go downstairs and I see like his computer just going in his roaster and it's like the numbers hitting at perfect levels and, th- and I'm like dude that is not fair like how you can just I mean it doesn't matter what it is it's like he beats and doesn't and is so successful with everything and I'm like kudos to you dude I'm proud of you Pete too. I'm proud of you too because I mean I, who, who knew you could make world-class coffee I just thought of you as this 
You know this uh, white dude from Morville who just played basketball who shot it too much. You know, uh, that doesn't even like coffee for the longest time. Didn't like coffee like beer. I just I didn't even know you had it in you. I'm proud of y'all. This this is really exciting, and I know I know um, I've enjoyed it myself. And like you said, um, the word is kind of filtering out through the area, uh, but I really feel like that y'all are onto something with this product for sure. I really do. The cold the cold brew from what I've heard. I'm not lying. I'm all I hear about is. You're going to have to try some here in a minute. Tuba River cold brew. So. Oh, man. I'm t- that's what I'm trying to tell people. If I like something, I feel like, boom, it's <laughs> its own. Like, everybody needs to know about this. No, what about you, Pete? What's your favorite product? I, you don't have to say Kelly. Yeah, please don't. Maybe I'll make it awkward. <laughs> it's a romantic um, one. We'll give you back on for the Valentine's Day edition. <laughs> I mean, I think, I mean, I think the favorite is just the coffee bean. I mean, going into it, you know. I don't know. You were really, really proud of that roaster that you got because, like, only so oh, many were this. like, well, that's were able to get it, and he was well, like, so like, excited. Like a month out, he's like, "Can I please get this? Can just, we please get this?" Yeah. So, like, just the roasting part of it, I think, is my favorite, or the most I'm proud of, um, because you know, a lot of this stuff we we grew very organically. Um, it was like I said, we went from somebody a third party coffee person, and we just did black coffee, and then it grew into, hey, we let's do an espresso machine, let's serve lattes, and then it grew into, hey, we got this fancy cart, and then I got this idea, and I was like, hey, if we cut out the third party and we roast our own, because I think before then we were doing our own syrups, um, if we roast our own, then it's basically two Blue River in a cup, like we're giving you us. And so when it came to that, I think it that's when it was like, hey, this is this is something. Like we're not serving somebody else. We're serving ourselves. And that's the part that I think I'm most proud of just because it that takes I feel like that takes a lot. You're putting your a lot out there. Outside of growing coffee beans in Tupelo, this is the most Tupelo thing I think that we have. I'm not, I'm not joking because I mean it it doesn't not only does it not leave you know, this area, it literally does not leave the city of Tupelo. Like nothing, right? nothing comes from anywhere outside your coffee. Yeah. You know and we I mean? can't, we can't grow it here. True. That's what I was about to say. You I can't, mean, we don't have the we, climate We for thought it. about it, but we also have looked into buying a coffee farm. So, <laughs> you know, maybe a year or two down the road, we might be importing our own coffee beans. Such a big dreamer. <laughs> hey man, I've looked it up, you know. That's you never know. I mean, there how was cool one for sale that? that he was like, we, this could be our place. Uh-huh. So you're sure we can't grow coffee here? Because I can do big things in Takapola. I was the self-proclaimed mayor for a while. There's good land out there. Man, it's going to have to be. My friend some... Kyle Mackins is a horticulturist. We can make this happen. You're going to have to have some elevation over there. Mm. You got any mountains? No, but what if we dug a hole? We need to go higher, oh, not okay. lower. Okay, that's what you said. <laughs> I thought we could be at the top of the hole. That's what we did there. No. We're still at sea level. Oh, man, yeah. Well, we, we, can't, we can't even fake that. We can't fake that. Yeah, well, whose idea was it? I got to know this. Who, whose idea was it for the van? Pete. Yeah, that was me. Tell me about the van and the inspiration. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Well, so, so we had the cart, and at first the cart was this big, it used to be our TV table we had in uh, Memphis. And this thing's like almost eight foot long. I mean, it's it's got to be everything of 100 to 150 pounds. 
So trying to figure out how we're going to do an event and get that thing around, I was like, well, we can't put it in a car. And I borrowed some truck every now and then. I was like, this is just, this is awful. Like, I got to figure something out. And so we started, I started looking. I got on Craigslist. I got, I went everywhere. You know, and you're trying to find stuff. And it's like $2,500, $3,000, $5,000. You try to look for a Sprinter van and it's like, like I said, we're we're trying not to spend a whole lot of money. I mean, we're talking about five dollar coffees. Um, so one day we're going down Gloucester Street over there, and I don't know how to pronounce it. It's the S A O, the Thai restaurant. Oh, it's sometimes it's Sal and sometimes it's Now. Yeah, it's got two different names on the sign and on so the. So now it's Sal. Yeah, so Sal we'll go with that. Which is great food, really, by the yeah, way. Really yeah. great food. And yeah. Yeah. Thai is delicious. Yeah. Really good yeah. experience. Um, so we passed it, and they had this van sitting out, <laughs> old Ole Miss IT van. And I was like, oh, that looks awesome. <laughs> and uh, so one day I called up and talked to him as much as I could talk to him because, right. I mean, he's a Thai guy. There's he, a barrier there. Yeah, he, he was, it was tough. Um, and I went up there, and next thing you know, I got it. That's yeah, cool. And it was two seats already. He just like bought it, cleaned it out, put a rug in there and voila, there's our van. Yeah. So we're talking <laughs> well, about, he's this. got some love on it too. Cause that thing was struggling. Like Peter yeah. was like, I just broke down seven times in two below. Like, yeah. So no this is deal. a 1990 Dodge Ram V8. They don't make them like they used to. Oh man. <laughs> this thing. Oh, it. Yeah. The timing was so off in it. Doesn't have an air conditioner. Like the engine, you can feel the heat from the engine in the center console. So if you're like pressing on the gas, it's just like you might have a burn. It's it's, it's like am- sitting in the front seat of an old school bus. Yes, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> we love it. Um, People think we're kind of creeper if there's not the Tupelo River well, if, signs on the side. People yeah. are like, who is that driving well, around I was about in to the say, neighborhood? If it didn't have Tupelo River on the side, it very well could have had a thing that said free candy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought about some ice cream out of it at one point. <laughs> Man, that would be a great idea for Halloween. You know what I mean? Like, just, whoa. We thought about Airbnb and then that thing. <laughs> yeah, just putting up a... <laughs> Can you put it by the river so it could be like Matt Foley in a van down Oh, the my river? gosh. I would pay big money for that yes. with the coffee table. Yeah. You just have free coffee out of it. That's what we needed. So, do. was it blue already? Oh, Miss IT oh, yeah. Blue? Mm-hmm. You can still see where it said University of Mississippi IT Department. And what's funny is he used to work at Ole Miss, so I think it's really yeah. a little bit more funny. Yeah, IT. So, it, yeah, it, it's funny. Uh, I used to ride around in Dodge vans when I worked at Ole Miss. Now, they were a little bit newer. It's come full circle. Oh, come, yeah. <laughs> they weren't this old. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's our baby. Everybody sees it, every, you know, so we Everybody knows in, where we live. Yeah, it's we live in Joyner, and people you know. walk up and be like, okay. oh, I know where you live. I'm like, oh, that's not creeper at all. <laughs> yeah. and well, then thank you. Come they get ne- coffee. They never catch my joke because I always have to throw out, you know, it is kind of weird when people walk up and they're like, oh, I know exactly where you live. I've seen your front door. I'm like just waiting on them to say, yeah, you look good in your den the other day. <laughs> I'm like, God, you know this is weird, right? Nice robe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But I guess I need to start and people, wearing I will say, people in the neighborhood know when we, he is roasting downstairs because it gives off this smell that is just like our house smells like, and it's the best thing ever. So oh I'm sure man. people, if you were in the neighborhood and you smell something wonderful, you could be like, let me hit up Tupelo River real quick. They must be brewing something really good. That would be tough. If I was your neighbor, I would weigh 1,000 pounds because I would drink coffee and I would eat nothing but donuts because like, they're one in 
the same to me. Yeah, for exactly. sure. So, yeah, yeah, we uh, and I try to roast a good bit. So if you're in the neighborhood, just stop by. For sure, I'm gonna have to. You do know that. where we live. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. does. <laughs> well, you know, I just follow my nose. But uh, you know, you said uh, that y'all were trying to figure out a way to get the table to events. And that was kind of the initial idea, right? It was going to be like an event cart company, like selling coffee, or was it something else that formed into that? How do, what was what was that idea about? Well, so, you know, with the coffee and beer, it started. We wanted to have a really cool spot, um, a very urbanish spot. People come in, communication, which is where their name Tupelo River came for, from. Um, we came up with it and wanting to create a community. You know, we came from Memphis, or we were in Memphis, and we wanted to take parts of Memphis and bring it to a a local spot and bring everybody together because as we wanted to sit down and have a nice cup of coffee or a nice beer you can sit down and do that and talk and everybody can talk about it you know so if we can bring everybody together in one spot and get both that was the initial goal um and like i said it, it morphed because i didn't want to Drop a large amount Absolutely. of cash. Nobody wants to go in I, debt. I don't have a large pile of cash sitting in the back. Um, we thought, well, why don't we try to take the coffee to the people? You know, so doing different events, doing downtown events, like instead of you having to go to the coffee shop and like leave and go get coffee, why not have a great cup of coffee at your event? Whether it's, you know, if it's in the at a football game, which we're looking to do some Tupelo High School football games, you know, freezing cold, you're going to have some good coffee instead of Folgers, possibly. Um, or if it's an event during the summer, Elvis Fest, you know, you can get an iced coffee um, or a cold brew. And uh, so we just wanted to take it, basically take it to people. Do weddings, you know, having, because you need some go-go juice <laughs> at a wedding, you know. And, and if you got a bunch of old folks there and you're not having alcohol at your reception, everybody's going to drink coffee. I mean, right. for real, that's just what they do. Yeah. So, I mean. So, that that was kind of the idea. And um, and that's honestly the last of Bloom. Like, we haven't really been booked for many weddings and things like we were, honestly thought we would. And we haven't. And we're like, I mean, we've been out here for a long time. And so, we're just kind of keep going with it and following what people want and what people are right. seeing and what we want. And we're like, hey, we have like four different things kind of on the burner right now so mm-hmm. let's see where we're supposed to be well how do people like how do people go about booking y'all like what's the best way to get in touch so we try to be everywhere instagram like facebook we got we have a website tupelorriver.com um what was that website tupelorriver.com oh, okay i just want to make sure we said it twice <laughs> um and it's got booking information on it um and we know wedding planners around, and I mean, people yeah. are out for us to try, like, to give people what they need. It's just that initial getting us. But um, at the same time, like, I mean, this week, this weekend, we've got, what, four or five different events going on. So we're like, hey, I mean, we're good. We're going to keep our heads down and keep going. we got a big thing coming up. So we're just still just plugging away and working on it. Well, I know this weekend, Saturday to be exact, you're going to be in this very spot at uh, – 122 Main Street, the MGKOK building, uh, next door to KOK. Uh, you're going to be serving coffee while uh, Blue Delta is selling blue jeans. It's yeah, going to be a lot of fun at the uh, Fat Elvis local social. I'm glad you are going to be there because I'm definitely going to need some coffee. We're trying to think. We're going to have to think of a, a new syrup. Yes. Well, you know, Since I was thinking. Fat Elvis. Elvis. Um, 
KOK is, uh, they're going to have uh, some some food for us here, uh, heavy hors d'oeuvre kind of things. But they're going to have fried peanut butter and banana sandwiches because, you know, of course, Elvis liked the peanut butter and banana sandwich. I don't really know much else that Elvis liked. You know what I mean? So, Well, fi- you know, we, we'll, we'll try to come up with something that's complimentary to it. Absolutely. And fat, fat Elvis, he likes some things, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We, were, we thought about doing Fat Elvis, and then we also thought about doing a uh, like an Aloha from Hawaii theme mm-hmm. with all the lays and stuff. But I think that several folks around will be doing that. So yeah. what's another – what's something else you got coming up? Like what's another event you got coming up this summer? I know you have got some things in the pipeline. Like you, you did the thing downtown the other day with Reeds. You got the Blue Delta thing this weekend. What's something else you yeah. got coming up? Um, we pop up, which we do, we serve coffee every other Sunday at Calvary, which is a pretty cool thing, like Calvary Baptist right downtown. They are, all, or they now do a um, contemporary service, which I think they call it Generations, that is, it starts at 8, so we're able to be up there before then and kind of hit all crowds of that. And it's really cool what they're trying to bring. I mean, because who doesn't love a quality cup of coffee Absolutely. at church? So I drink, I drink thing our we coffee do. at First Baptist, and I'm, I'm going to lie, I'm glad it's complimentary, but it's not too blow river. You know what I mean? So I'm just, just being for real. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean that. Yeah. Hey, it's wonderful to have a cup of cold brew right there. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's so good. Um, I think another event we have coming up, I believe in June. Um, I think there's a women's house. Now I'd have to go look into all the details, but we're serving for some local um, political figures. Ooh. You have something this Friday, dude. Well, I know. I'm just thinking down the road. Yeah, we're food setting truck. up for Food Truck Friday for Elvis Fest. Okay, CVB. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, CVB will be there um, in the parking lot. Um, How often do y'all go to Food Truck Friday? Is this the first time? Or is this going to be a recurring thing? Well, so we did the same thing last year okay. at CVB. Um, we... Sum it up, Pete. Come on. Sum it up. Yeah, you know, we don't do a whole lot of food truck right Okay, now. I was just curious. We just yeah. got shut down the first day he showed up. Oh, it's okay. Because okay. they said it's this okay. food van. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so we're an anomaly. We're candy weirdo. We're, we're like an alien person. You right. know, they don't know what to do with us. Yeah. Which is fine. Well, you know, it's it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission sometimes. So just show yeah, up and ask did. like you belong. And Oh, my, yeah, my bad. Cool. Yeah. What? We don't have and what license? Us what? What's, so what's up? Oh, permits. Permits. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll put those out myself. real quick, right? <laughs> no. Oh, we were just parked here. Yeah, I was just hanging out. Yeah. It's cold. Don't no, you want a cup yeah, of coffee? Yeah. Sure. Complimentary. And then funny thing is you say, sure, I'll go right over here and get these permits. And the next thing you know, you just put it in reverse and you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. No. But, but no. that'll be cool. That'll be cool. Well, I know we look forward to having you all here this weekend. Um, there should be a lot of folks in town for Elvis Fest. A lot of Super locals international. It. it should be yeah. a good time. We're pretty pumped about it. That's awesome. Well, I'm excited about the new syrup that uh, we might be trying. Debut syrup this weekend. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, before we uh, before we move along, um, y'all mentioned something earlier um, about the the original thought gathering place where people could kind of communicate and get to know you. You know, just you think you guys might ever have a chance to revisit that? You think that might be maybe something a little down the line you, you think you might be able to do? Yeah. Not, you never you never written it off the books, have you? Oh no. Okay. Definitely not. So. I dream, like I said, I dream big, and okay. I, I usually don't forget. I did forget the the dairy farm. <laughs> that <laughs> I did forget that one. Um, well, buy the milk when you can have the cow for free. But I still might come back to it. You never know. Yeah. Um, but no, we we still do want the spot. Okay. Um, the the end goal is to have 
beer and coffee together. Okay. Um, now I mean, we might. That sounds fantastic. I'm I just mean, being honest. I love both of them. I don't done my own way. I'm, I'm you know. Yeah. But so still. I mean, but who doesn't? They just they just go together. I feel I like. Agree. I agree. Um, and we have talked about doing making a beer, and you know, don't nobody catches from the city doing this, but um, not really. Yeah, we'll but making a coffee beer, <coughs> we'll get those permits too. Yeah, we'll get a those. Coffee permits. beer would be fantastic. Yeah, coffee stout, something like that. Those yeah. are good. That'd be yeah. really good. Well, I was cool. gonna do it and uh, you know hand it out to my some friends, well, but well, that's later on down the road. We're now yeah. like critiquing getting our coffee going yeah. and where we want it to go. But uh, we we might have something coming up here. In we the, do. Don't lie. In the fall, I hope I hope soon. Can I be for real? I hope sooner rather than later. I pull out my. Instagram where I've opened the Daily Journal and there's a big article where it says that y'all got you spot. Um, so y'all y'all work on that and I want I want I want I want to be the second person to know. Second person. I want to be the, like yeah after y'all like tell you know like the most important person you can think of. I want you to say hey, Brian, Mac, we're gonna tell well, you guys. I mean yeah. it. You never know. Okay. It could be here in the fall. Okay. Expect a text okay. or a call. Okay. I'm, 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 I, Early I, fall. A Just legend of the fall. Open. Okay, cool. Instagram. I like what I'm hearing. Okay, okay. <laughs> nothing nothing too nothing too revealing, but I like nothing a good teaser. So. All right. Well, guys, before we run along, I, I've got to ask you a few non-coffee questions because I've, I've known both of y'all for a while, and I've known Kelly, I guess, since she came over from Georgia. Um, but uh, what would be y'all's ideal night out in Tupelo as locals? Date night. What would y'all do? Probably either KOK or Blue Canoe because we love that place. Which other ones are fantastic as well, but it just helps when you know the owners. We're all really partial well. to certain things. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. KOK. What would you eat there? Dollar oysters. Oh my okay. gosh, yes. Wood grilled. Sign me up. Give me three dozens. Earl Grey Old Fashioned. So the, tomorrow at five. Right. <laughs> exactly. Find us here. <laughs> yes. We'll be here. Date night. That is our ideal date night. Okay. So okay. And then leave there and go get some blueberry bread pudding. Mm. But uh, we would, I mean, another thing like we love is coffee at night or a beer at night. Just like a subtle, right. nothing crazy. We're not going to scream at each other. We're not like going to party anymore because we're kind of, you know. Old. Old and we like our sleep. Because <laughs> we have when a child that's going to yes. like be ready to go the next day. So we just want a little nice cup of coffee or a good quality beer and done. Like be home and be good and go home. Let our dogs out. <laughs> yeah. I like that. So, if you, if, what about uh, folks coming into town? If you told them three three things they needed to check out, what would it be? Queen's Reward. I'd yeah. say that's one. It'll depend on the night, too. You know, true. true. What's open, what's not. Yeah. Okay, we'll, would, we'll, we'll go that Thursday, Friday, Saturday where everything's pretty open. You know. Well, I, I mean, you'd have to direct them to KOK. Obviously, oysters, if they're in <laughs> season. Absolutely. And, too, Megan makes her signature cocktails. I mean, that's pretty unique. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, and they're delicious. I'm then a fan I, of the Moscow Mule over there, the Jackass. Yeah, kind of oh, I love her it's wine really mixtures. Mm. They're really good. Um, Gosh, but yeah, Queen's hard. Reward. We kind of like a lot of people. Whenever he is set up, like they do, ask him where to go, and he's like, "Okay, what are you looking for? What do you see here? What do you want to do tonight?" And he'll go off that to where he'll tell people forklift. He'll tell people Blue yeah. Canoe, or just he definitely all local. Like, What's a place off the beaten path you'd send people like? Like an Aunt B's soul food, like a place like that. Yeah, that well, we, we hadn't hit that one up yet. I, that's how much I want to go. It's bad. So y'all need to check that out. Bad. Yeah, I didn't know if I didn't know if y'all had like a, a a real local spot we could tell some 
some internationals from across the pond in for Elvis weekend. Uh, I mean, if mm. you're going to go, you got to go to Finney's. Mm. Is that o- it's open on Fridays, right, for lunch? Uh, it's open every day, I think. Is it? Well, it's not. I don't think Saturdays and Sundays. But then if you get there Friday, but it's during yeah. the week. Yeah, Elvis Fest starts tomorrow, so that's the through the week. Um, I'm trying to think. Mm. Cafe 212 is another one. Ooh, Cafe 212. Chicken and biscuit, man. Like... And donut, you can't go wrong. So, I've started uh, kind of driving for Uber and Lyft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. So I've kind of perfected my, but I wait for people to ask. <laughs> He's the awkward yeah. one. I'd love you to know, be a little fly. I'll give you fly. a five star rating if you like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you know you got to wait for people to ask and say, "Hey, where should we go tonight?" You know. So I've kind of perfected. Well, what are you trying to do? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got that down. You know, I think, blue, but Blue Canoe is just kind of. A I think that's a really good, safe answer. I think I, I think you can't go wrong with you know places like that. Um, there are also crazy when you ask that person in the back seat when you're doing your Uber, and you can kind of look at them and get that vibe. They might be somebody you say, you know what? It's a Saturday, uh, young 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 sir or ma'am. You should you look like you should go to Woody's karaoke night. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like or you, that you, double barrel. Yeah, or like those stop. places are fun. Steel's like not. I mean, you get all kind of people in Tupelo. Yeah, and a local like yourself, you'll know where to direct them. And Steels is fun at the right time. You know what I mean? Like so. It used what, to be like we used to have a good time there yeah. before you had the kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they can't get but um, I mean, we're hoping. You know, the thing we love about Tupelo is that it's it's still growing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's still things coming. And and we still dream big on some stuff. And we're hoping uh, with some of the networking, we're, we're going to bring some cool stuff. After y'all get this thing worked out, maybe in the fall, uh, maybe y'all can help me join the calls with uh, Mayor Shelton and bring a Top Golf to Tupelo. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> love growing. Top Golf. We're, uh, I want to bring an Irish bar. Man, that would be fun. You know, the pub was fun back in the day. It got a little out of hand there. Mallard and Thatch, I might be a little young for that, but I think a really good Irish bar, Irish pub oh, with uh, some shepherd's pie. Uh, my favorite place in Memphis, and we only went there a couple times, but I just love the experience, the Brass Door. Oh, I've been to the Brass Door, yeah. and I've been at Celtic Crossing was another place I went. That was always fun. Yeah, that, that was the one I wanted to try to, like, replicate. Yeah, cause just because the way it's so open. Where was the one where we walked in? They were all smoking cigars and just like looked at us like, "What are y'all doing here?" Oh, <laughs> uh, that was right the on Blind Main Bear. Street. Yeah, Blind Bear yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, that that has a. So if you don't know, that has a that's a speakeasy. It is, but it's not that uh, friendly. Well, I mean, they were super. They were nice. It's once uh, got in, but it's not that hidden. <laughs> right, they recognize when you aren't there, like yeah. when you don't belong to. Yeah. Like, oh, that guy doesn't belong here. Yeah. yeah. And then it's just like, hey, you just kind of walk to the back, and that's where the speakeasy is. Man, a speakeasy bar would be really cool here in Tupelo. Like we've down, talked about that too. That would be really cool. I'm telling you, we, we, we you dreaming dream. big. We dream of everything, dream big. man. You dreaming big. I like this. I like this. All right. Well, real quick, who's a better athlete? Pete. Pete's a better athlete than oh, you. It pisses me off. Yes. Did, were, were you a college athlete? Yes. I thought so. Pete, were you a college athlete? Two sport. Which one? Oh, come on. I mean, you redshirted. Don't don't. I did redshirt. Uh, I mean, you got to throw it out there if you're on the team. I mean, if you yeah, and he didn't even really seem like baseball. baseball. He was baseball. baseball. Okay, I'm like, you need to me. It doesn't seem like baseball. I'm like basketball. And, and you it played all the way. what? Softball, fast pitch. Okay. Did you did you redshirt playing games? I played in games. I thought son. so. Hey okay. man, I played in baseball games. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was just checking who was the better athlete. <laughs> Pete is, of course, always. Okay. And I was like, it kills man, my soul. Man, she gave you a lot of love in this podcast. You need to go home and make her a nice meal. 
I'll really take good, a pastry. Oh, just make sure my cold brew doesn't really, run out. Really good exactly. cup of coffee. <laughs> She's really good cup of coffee. Brew, and we're gonna try this cold brew. We're gonna do that. So, uh, but I really appreciate y'all being on the podcast. McKinley sends his best. Duty called for him on the way over here, and he couldn't make it. And uh, we're gonna play some Vince Gill for him on the way out for sure. But uh, like uh, one more time, tell us where people can find you to book for events and things coming up for the summer and the fall. Uh, so TupeloRiver.com uh, is one way. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, TupeloRiver at gmail.com. Okay. And then if you just really want my cell phone number, I'll, no, I'm not going to give that no, to you. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. It'd be like that Mike Jones video back in the day. <laughs> yeah. You, everybody be calling you. So what are your Instagram and Twitter handles? Everything's Tupelo River. Everything is at Tupelo River. Yeah. yeah. Keep Tupelo. it simple, Easy. stupid. I like Easy. that. I mean, you know, TupeloRiver.com, TupeloRiver at gmail.com. That's great. Tupelo and you, you, we don't want you to give it out, but I bet they'll have the same password, too. Um, he's very difficult with his password. Oh, okay. So, I mean, well, he's you like know, one so of those weirdos. Never like, be too safe. Well, when I worked he at Ole Miss. He knows how to code. I mean. Yeah, so when I worked at Ole Miss, I was a systems analyst. So we were always changing he's a, passwords. He's a like guy of many every trades. Every 30 days. Many oh, really? trades. And I'm like, you just make me mad. That's for another day and another podcast. The many trades of Pete Vance, for sure. Hey, man. We got some crazy things going on. Awesome, awesome. We can't wait to talk you about it. Thanks Terry for Paul. having us. Yeah. Well, We've thank y'all, this. Thank y'all for being on. And uh, we look forward to seeing y'all Saturday and all the things you got going on. And uh, the future for Tupelo River is bright. Check them out, Tupelo, at uh, TupeloRiver.com and uh, Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we're fixing to drink some cold brew. Thank y'all. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, man.